Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this special episode of the Fun V Tailgate podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. It is myself and Matty D giving you a special off-season primer for the NFL. We go through all 32 teams, some a little more than others, but we go through all their major acquisitions and departures. We're talking free agency, draft, major storylines going into mini camps, and what you need to know as we enter the summer. It was a ton of fun to record. I cannot wait to hear what you guys think. As always, though, make sure that you go like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG. Follow us on Instagram, Thunderblog Sports. Same with Facebook, and just like the website, ThunderBlogSports.com. But enjoy this episode, guys. Let us know what you think in the comments and what we missed, because there definitely was a ton. We can go much deeper into this in a second edition if you guys want, so let us know. But here we go. And we are... Live! Welcome to this special edition of the Fun Detail Gate Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. The off-season primer for the NFL. It is myself, Jordy Cannell, the G-Man, and our NFL expert, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Matty D! What's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, this is... We're on the precipice, right? The draft, free agency, over. Most of the big issues of the offseason, over. I can smell those rubber turf pellets in the, in the air. I'm ready, man. I am. I, it's hard because football, the beginning of football means the end of the summer. But the other two major sports are dying down. Baseball's ongoing, but that's a long. This is like, it's back. Full swing. Oh, yeah. Training camp has begun. Well, it's going to begin. Excuse me. Mandatory camps are on now, and I'm, mm-hmm. dude, I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm ready. This is gonna be exciting. Yeah, it's a lot of fun because, as you mentioned, basketball could be over tonight. We're recording this Monday night. Uh, the game five of the NBA final starts in about forty minutes. The NHL is going to game seven. That's that's Wednesday, so it's over then. Um, and then you have golf. U.S. Opens this week. Baseball. You're not even halfway through. So there's still a lot of time left with that, but but football is is close to taking back everybody's radio waves, TV screens, because college are going to start hearing the different stories coming out of that. But obviously, everything surrounding the NFL. We just had OTAs where you have all the drama of players skipping, players going, Odell Beckham's fucking Browns colored Rolls Royce, all these different things that have happened in the last month, and it's about to it's continuing to crank up. It's probably around eight. And it's going to keep going. It's probably going to be about nine over the next couple weeks. Yeah. And then once you hit July, it hits 10 with different stories, different guys that are talking about whatever. Then August 1st rolls around and you're at 11 and it's yeah full speed ahead until February 5th or whatever to the date of Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, the only real big bump, in, big bump in the news cycle will be NBA free agency because it's so interesting this year. Yes, yeah, but July I'll, 1st, yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, but other than that, and I don't think anything else will will top the headlines in regards to the NFL. I mean, it's happening now. And this yeah. is a great time to kind of do this primer 
because, and this is kind of tough, and we'll do obviously the regular season primer, but there haven't been any major injuries yet, right? We're yes. just getting – well, there's been a couple, right? Um, but there's Ruben Foster of the, of the Bengals – I mean of the Redskins, excuse me, Torres ACL. But, but for the most part, you're seeing teams at where their general managers want them to be. Mm-hmm. When we do our training camp looks – will be at so right now the general managers have built their teams. Now it's time for the coaches and the GMs to do their work. So it's a great spot, I think, for the NFL because it's kind of a quick dead zone before it heats up, like you just said, getting up to eleven come August. So that's exciting. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we have a lot of different news. I mean, right now it's like it's extension season basically along right. with in terms of other deals, we're going to get into the big one that you and I are very excited about, I'm assuming. Uh, I've not a- actually asked you, so I'm going to hear this in a second. But um, yeah, you're hearing a ton of that, and you're hearing – I mean, you're. It's there's a lot of things going around. There's not really a lot of trade talks. So you don't have – and you kind of mentioned it. There's no. There's nothing negative. There's no injury. There's no real bad injuries. There's no guys talking about holding out yet. It's it's the optimistic point of the season, and, and it's it's fun. It's June 10th, so, I mean, talking about football this early is fantastic, especially because right. we probably won't reconvene at the fun V tailgate until July to talk about college football. Yeah, probably so, not, but I'm July, excited. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you yeah, didn't bring July. up college, by the way. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, whew. yeah, there's a ton of storylines in college that we, that we could even jump into now, but we're going to stick with the NFL because um, Matt and I were talking off radio, we could go deep, deep into this conversation, but we're going to try to keep it as 30,000 foot overview. So we don't, we don't go too deep into the weeds. We might a little bit here and there, but we're going to try to keep ourselves out of it and, and keep it simple enough so that you have the right talking points at the water cooler and press your boss. We won't have any gambling picks yet. Cause I think it's a little too soon to make any sort of a, crazy futures predictions uh you can correct me if, you, if i'm wrong matt but i i think nah. we're just gonna keep it keep it pretty simple and, and maybe a little little more uh nuanced i'm sure you'll get more nuanced than i will because you're the expert <laughs> but matt i'm excited to jump right into it yeah i i think we'll start with right with what the first thing you said extension season we haven't talked about this but probably could not be a bigger extension than carson wentz getting the four-year extension to make it clear he's on the fourth year of his fifth year rookie deal yep so he gets two more years on his rookie deal and then he gets four so it's essentially he's creating six more years uh at his current pay at, at with the eagles yep that's the big extension he breaks the record for most guaranteed money ever in a signing yep that's the other important thing as well over 107 million Russell Wilson was at 107 million. He's at 107.9 million. So he beats him by less than a million. But for now, he has the most guaranteed money in his contract. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, you can say what you will, injuries and all that. I think it's a great signing. He called it a win win earlier this afternoon in his presser. Um, I think the Eagles are obviously all in on him after trading Nick Full or not trading, but letting Nick Foles walk um, to, you know, and going to Jacksonville and, and, you know, and he obviously loves Philadelphia. He mentioned that on, on, um, he, you know, he mentioned that when he, he posted, I think it was a selfie video to either Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I couldn't be more excited. I know 
there's probably going to be the discussion if the Eagles don't start off to a 10 and 0 start. If oh, we should have kept Foles. I, you know, I mean, there's always the overreaction media, but um, I'm incredibly excited for this because I think it's it's really is all smiles, and I think it's right. I think it's a great deal for him. We're we're probably jumping to Malcolm Jenkins in a second, mm-hmm. but I think locking down your franchise quarterback is one of the it's one of the biggest parts of the NFL and, and getting thing all yeah. getting getting away for consistency. And the other thing too is this this four year extension. He's going to get thirty two million dollars a year when it kicks in, um, mm-hmm. and and he's a lot of that's a signing bonus of sixty six mil. That's a which is a big number. He's gonna get out. He's literally, literally gonna get. Doesn't work cap wise like this, but he's gonna get a check for six six million dollars, which is pretty impressive. But it seems like a lot right now. But three four years from now, it's not. It's not gonna be a lot of money. So you're you're essentially signing him to somewhat of a discount, in particular for the last That's two really years of that extension. Point. That's a really uh, good be, point. I didn't yeah. think of it that way. Right, because there's gonna be some guys. You think about guys who are gonna need another extension coming up. You think of Patrick Mahomes. He's gonna get a ton of money. He's only in year three, but still, he's going to have a ton of money. Deshaun Watson's going to get a lot of money. You think there might be another Andrew Luck extension on the in the works? So there's a, a Dak Prescott's going to sign, which. <laughs> but anyway, so there's going to be a number of teams here that are about to shell out a lot of big money for quarterbacks that is going to beat this deal in annual value. And with with the increase in the cap and regular just general inflation, like this is a huge, I think it's a huge win for this team. Uh, long term, especially those last three, two to three years of his deal, are going to look really good. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a lot of other ways that the Eagles are going to need to continue to build around him. But like, like I mentioned, and you, you really hit the nail home on the discount and, and keeping that consistency there, and knowing that there isn't going to be any sort of at the the back end of this of any sort of you know, is he going to gamble or, you know, is there going to be franchise, t- franchise tag talk like there was forever with, with Kirk cousins, with the, with the Redskins. And just to know that that is not in the back is not the white elephant in the room. Um, or it's just the elephant in the room. There's no color to it, but <laughs> that's not there. Uh, I think as a fan makes you has to make you incredibly excited. Yeah. I think the one thing is a lot of these other quarterbacks that had big deals um, have had question marks. Carson's only true, real, real question mark is his health. Yep. Other than that, most pundits, he's got a couple little things he needs to get better at, but most pundits would say his general game beyond that is really, really great. Um, You know, and and so uh, if he can figure out a way to be healthy, it's, he's worth every penny. I I, that I can't, I can't state any, any less. Right. Absolutely. But I mean, let's you touch on it. Let's let's just jump to the other guy with the Eagles who made a little bit of waves. I think really he made waves in Philadelphia. I don't think he made waves elsewhere. Yeah, that's Malcolm I don't think it's a huge national story. Yeah, yeah. Jenkins was a great leader. He's a guy that's never missed voluntary workouts before. Decided not to show up for contract reasons. He is going to report to the to the mandatory minicamp though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a great organization. I think they did. They basically just said, hey, look, we'll make sure we figure out a way to take care of you. Um, yeah, I think he saw the – he's ninth in the league per year. Um, and I think he saw a lot of big money deals this offseason and said, wait a second, why can't I get a little bit of the puzzle? Um, yep. He never really came out and said anything, to his credit. No. You know, right? I mean, I, I liked that. I, I don't know. What do you th- – I mean, that's a professional move. Am I right? 
No, I would agree with that. Yeah, you're just sent, you're basically just giving them a little nod of like, hey, I'm not going to miss the stuff that I that I can't miss, but I'm going to just show you. You know, I've always been this guy that's shown up, and I'm going to make my absence known. And if you right. if you don't, you know, and if you don't handle this well, which like you mentioned, Howie Roseman and the Eagles front office, very professional in that way of taking care of their guys. We've seen it a number of times throughout the history of of the Roseman regime. Uh, but but if you you want my my absence to be felt further, you know, then don't do it. And and I think it's I think it's a uh, you know I think they will. I know Jenkins is excited to be back. Doug Peterson's excited to have him back. Uh, and I know, I mean, like you mentioned, that they're going to take care of it. They're going to they're going to handle this in the right way. And I think it was just a little nudge of don't forget who's helped lock down the backfield. Yeah. No. The, absolutely. He definitely be, backfield. Yeah, and he definitely becomes a little bit more important be, than ever because of. Uh, Adam McLeod's injury. Nope. So, but he's back. He's, I think he's doing a good thing and I hope the team rewards him. I know he's a little bit older, but I do hope the team rewards him for it. I think he deserves it. Um, he's been nothing but like a professional leader on that one. Yeah. So we'll percent. see. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, yeah. I mean, so what else with the Eagles? So, because we're, we should move right. on. So we're not, no, I know yeah, we're going to move, we're going to move here quick. Yeah. Uh, Dallas Goddard, <laughs> Turning heads mm-hmm. could be big for this team when you think of um, be able to use him and Zach Ertz in the field at the same time. They have so they're a really good looking offense right now, so that's been really good to see. Um, I think the other thing is that I just want to bring it up is the Zach Brown signing at linebacker to me is an it was a desperate need, and he made a lot of sense to come mm-hmm. in there as a veteran. Um, I will miss Jordan Hicks when he was healthy. He was very good, but he's not worth the money Arizona gave him. Zach Brown makes more sense on, you know, not on a one-year deal. So I, I think that's a really smart signing by Jim Schwartz. They waited that market out and they got a guy, but they, they, they got a guy in a discount, which is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's really to me, I mean, the Wentz is, Wentz is everything, but that that's where I was with that. Yeah. Wentz is everything. Thing. I'll be really excited to see to hear more about the rookies and how they do. Uh, that's always my big, my yeah. big thought coming out of these camps, um, seeing how they do with their first interactions with the team, and seeing how these guys fit in. Because you mentioned it when you were live tweeting the draft of Dillard and how he can be an immediate plug in. I'd be really excited to see how he fits in with the rest of the team, among yeah. other guys the Eagles drafted and picked yeah. up. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, uh, elsewhere in the division, I think. Um, We'll go to the next mo- the next thing that everyone's talking about, and that's that's the Cowboys. Uh, everyone's just kind of waiting now. You know, now that the Wentz deal is done, it's Dak's time. Uh, I'm interested to see what they're going to give him. Um, they seem to not be as the Cowboys. I tell you, just the week, uh, they don't seem to be as gone ho to pay him like they like the Eagles paid Carson, which I think tells you something about yep. about their thoughts on Dak. Um, where, where do you think? I mean, you didn't get. I mean, well, look, Dak. Zeke, Dak and Amari Cooper, they want to get done this offseason. Zeke Elliott's on the docket as well. There's some expensive uh, players about to be paid in 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 uh, Jerry World down there. Yeah I, yeah, I think Dak won't be far behind. I'm sure there's probably some deep negotiation right now to try to figure out how much do they want to pay him. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's – it's tough not to. It's tough if you're the Cowboys with the money they have and where they can spend. Of thinking, of you know that you don't want to probably spend that. Try to over finesse yourself 
or piss him off in a way because you paid a you paid Zeke, you paid someone else to more money than than Dak thought they should. You know, you don't want to turn this into some sort of diva situation where where it can really get out of hand because you mentioned it. There's a lot of different guys that are gonna get some gonna get some nice paychecks from from the Cowboys and right that might clog up some of their salary cap room. It might not. They might be able to figure it out and get some young guys in there. I think they did a pretty good job with the draft. Um, not to say that that's gonna you know the end all be all every single year, but I th- you know it'll be really interesting to see how this is handled. I would think that he gets some sort of extension by the time training camp starts. They figure right. out some sort of happy medium. Um, so that's my thought. I you know I don't know how much he'll get paid because maybe they just overpay and, and decide not to make this too big of a deal. And Dak continues to try to to take steps in the right direction. Cause certainly he started to last year. I think, I think he, he started, you started to see more of what you saw that rookie year. Um, not as much in the, in year two in 2017, but 2018, I think he took some, some much needed strides ahead, obviously with the Cowboys winning the division. Um, but it'll be really interesting to see how they build around that and where yeah. they can go from there and whether yeah. or not they do clog a lot of the salary cap up with a few guys. Cause you've seen how that can happen. Other guys that just continue to take more years and restructure their deals on other teams. So it'll be really interesting to see how the Cowboys figure this out. Oh, yeah, 100%. One thing I would also say, too, and, and to, to your point, um, to, a part of me thinks that they would the Cowboys would almost consider like rolling the dice on this one. Yeah. And it's, that, yeah, right? It's going to be really interesting. Why not say, look, Dak, play the season? Uh if, if you're good, you're good. We'll keep you. And if not, I don't, I'm not saying they're going to do that, but part of me thinks, well, if they're concerned about him, maybe they need to. Um, once again, don't think it's going to happen, but you never know is the way I would put it. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. And what stories are you looking for them out of their mini camps and everything? Well, I mean, I, I actually interested to see how Jason Witten, uh, looks, you know, coming out of retirement, can he run it all? Uh, I think he's a. Th- they're thinking he can replace some of the production that's going to be lost by Cole Beasley. They bring in Randall Cobb, who's more of a name than he is even production. I've always been a big fan of Randall Cobb, but even over the last five plus years, he hasn't been particularly good. So, what is their wide receiver core going to look like? Is Amari Cooper going to step up again? Um, I think they're a very good defense. I think they're underrated on the defensive side of the ball. I think they're very talented. So that, but my big storyline is some of these veterans they brought in and brought back. Can they pick it up for Dak at all? Um, because I got to tell you, other than he got a little bit of Earl of Dez, he had Cooper last year. He really hasn't had weapons there. That's the one thing I'll give him credit for is in the passing game in particular, he has never been surrounded by great talent. Um, some of these other younger quarterbacks have, I think. So can, I don't know if bringing Cobb in and bringing Witten back are the right answers to that, but it'd be interesting to see how that works out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. I, and I mean, and, you know, staying in the division, I think the other really somewhat intriguing team is the Washington Redskins. Um, it's going to be a battle, but I think most people think Dwayne Haskins will be the starter coming out of Redskins camp. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. I, they, they've said some good things I, in terms of quarterbacks drafted. 
Coming from Ohio State, I know it's a little bit of a spread system, but, but he certainly seems to have enough polish and accuracy to be able to do that kind of thing mm-hmm. early on. Um, I think he wins the job. I, I don't think Case Keenum moves the needle enough. He's not Joe Flacco or even – honestly, Case Keenum might not even be Ryan Fitzpatrick because Fitzpatrick has is known to have Fitzmagic. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so I think we'll see there. But part of me thinks, well – don't hold your breath. I think Dwayne Haskins comes out as a starter in Washington. That'd be really interesting to see. Um, obviously, the, the Redskins were in a pretty good spot before Alex Smith went down. So if he plugs in and plays a lot, a lot like Alex Smith, or is able to get it going, and, and a lot of what we saw at Ohio State, big cannonball arm, and and see what they do there. Um, that'd be really interesting. It'll be really fun to watch that offense. But I think their defense is also pretty solid too. We saw them step up at, at crucial times against teams last year. So I think if they if they play their cards right and, and things click, we could see a bounce back here for them. Um, we'll talk oh, yeah. a little bit more about that as we get to training camp and everything. But yeah, yeah. Haskins is probably my biggest my biggest uh, person to keep an eye out on for for it. I'd be interested to see Montez Sweat as well. Um, their yeah, DN, their other first well, round a lot of guys really liked right. Yep. Yeah. So I'd be I'll be really interested to see how he fits into that defense, but. Yeah, the Redskins, Redskins, I would say even more so than the Giants, who have a lot of very, very interesting cases that we're going to talk about in a second, I think are probably the the one of the more intriguing stories that'll be moving the needle, I think, through the first couple weeks of the season. Yeah, I certainly agree with that. Um, the Giants, you touched on them. Yep. What what are we gonna see? Um it's gonna be a lot got, of Daniel Jones, Eli Manning chat com- and see right. how all that goes. Yeah, I think their defense is a serious work in progress. They they've got a yep. lot of needs. Yep, I, I think, think they, uh, they're going to look good. They're going to look good, probably just up front. I think their linebackers are still a little thin. Their secondary, yep. though, I think is going to be. I think there's a lot of open open jobs to battle for. I'll put it that there way. There definitely there definitely is. I think other than Julius Peppers, because they brought him over in the not Julius Peppers. I'm sorry, that's the Jabril, defensive end yeah. of the Panthers. Jarrell Peppers probably is going to be the starter because they did make the trade for him in the yep. Odell move. Um, and, and I think uh, and, uh, Jack Rabbit, Norris Jenkins, who's definitely on the trading block. Is the other, other than that, though, you're totally right. Anybody out of that front four defensively is certainly jobs up for grabs. Yep. But I do think the scary part, not Daniel Jones, they've figured out their offensive line is going to be much better than people realize. And their defensive line is going to be decent. I still think they're a pass They need a pass rusher more. Um, but they're building their team the way that I like to build teams. The Eagles have done it for decades. Lines, trenches out. Start with the big guys, work your way out from there. And they have seemed to be on the right track there. Um, yeah, I, in, I think – New York. Yeah, it's a really good point because we saw a lot of what – of the, the Saquon magic that can really take effect. But I think we'll probably see an, a – Huge year from him, probably close to rushing title talk. Um, there's probably oh, yeah. a, couple, a couple guys ahead of him that I think are going to probably be just the, the usual workhorses. But I think, in terms of all purpose yards, I think this is if you are in a dynasty league like we are and you have Saquon Barkley, be happy that you have because he's going to have an awesome year. I think, um, their quarterback talk is probably again, like I mentioned, it's, it's probably going to be the number one story and the one that eclipses. Probably anything else that comes out of it. We get with the Giants, a lot of open jobs, a lot of battling, and 
I think even the Jets now, because of their trades that they've made and you know the GM firing and all that, that, that might even eclipse what the Giants are going on because the Eli Daniel Jones story is going to be there. But the Giants, if you're a Giants fan, there's a lot to a lot I would think to be excited about, but a lot to to really keep an eye out on because there's yeah, I, I think he, I, yeah, I think you just got to pull the trigger at some point with Eli, and I hate to say it, and, and I and by the way, part of me understands he is. He's what we hope Carson Wentz will be, a two-time Super Bowl champion um, quarterback. Loyalty does matter, and yep. they've done a decent job trying to stick with it. I, I, I can't blame them for that at all. So we'll see what happens. But I, I don't – yeah, but they, they need to make a decision. If he's struggling, you know, they have, they have a little bit more weapons than you think. And it certainly, by the way, when you think about who they signed, so Sterling Shepard – Evan Ingram's their move tight end. Then they bring in Golden Tate. And really they point. still have Barkley out of backfield. They've, they've taken their offense and condensed it to within 10 yards, if you will. Now, I understand some defenses will be able to take care of that problem. But others will not. I mean, you've got a great guy off the line like Golden Tate who was underutilized here in Philadelphia. Yep. They might be trying to make an offense that can do something like that where they keep things a little bit shorter a lot. And, and that can work. And the most NFL, you think of the Patriots, Patriots don't go deep very often. You know what they're going to do. They just have to execute you. The Giants, I think, would like to figure out if they could do something similar with Eli, and if not, bring in the bigger, better arm in Daniel Jones, see what he can do. Yep, that's a really good point. Um, yeah. yeah, that's uh, yeah. The, the, quick fi- the quick five, ten-yard plays, keep the ball moving. And then use Saquon to blow to blow it up. I think we'll see more big plays out of Saquon than probably we'll, we will out of the passing game because we've seen what he can do, and I think that that explosiveness is going to really be on on point. Like I said this year, right? Um, right. Let's move on. Do you want to stay in the NFC or do you want to go to the, the NFC division? Well, say the NFC. I want to go north. NFC North. NFC North. So yes, uh, yes. Going to be very very fun to watch this division. Yeah. First of all. When you look at their standings last year, I just want to point this out. The, the worst teams were the, the Packers, who dealt with Rodgers' injury, and the, 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 the Lions. The Lions went 6-10. and 10. So it's not like they, were, they weren't horrendous. I, don't, I mean, that's you win one more game, you're 7-9. and nine, People are like, oh, okay, well, you didn't have a great year. This, this division's got a lot of quarterbacks in it, yep. I think is the one thing I, I look at right away. Division um, of chugging. Yes, that is also true. And by the way, you have to love Aaron Rodgers' quote. Oh, yeah. And yeah, they finally figured out these all these quarterbacks that are beating me in chugging contests finally <laughs> found something that they're better than me at. Oh, Not bad, man. Aaron. Touche. Oh. Um, but let's go. We'll go standings down, just like we kind okay. of did with the with the NFC East. We kind of, because of Wentz's extension. We started with the Eagles, but then we went, yeah. then we went down. Chicago Bears. Yep. I've. I feel like no one's talking about the Bears. Yeah, I feel a lot like of people, there's there are people that are really all in on the Bears. There's and a lot of them happen to be Bears alumni, and there's and otherwise it's it's pretty quiet. Yeah, I think the most news I've heard from nonpartisan media members is about their jerseys they unveiled that uh, <laughs> right. look look like they're straight out of the 1920s. But I think I think the Bears are in a pretty good spot for the next year. I think they're in a pretty good spot for the next couple of years and. and they drafted a running back to replace Jordan Howard, which is probably I'm excited the Eagles have him, but I think it's probably a good move to you know go and all go all in on Terry Cohen, see what mm-hmm. David Montgomery's gonna do for you. Yeah. Um 
and I, you know, they still have that offensive attack that, that I think wide receiver wise, tight end wise, I think are going to just continue to mature and mature and mature. And I think it's just another step forward for the bears this year. And what I'm going to keep an eye out on is how the bears backfield forms, because I think Trubisky is going to just take another step forward. I think uh-huh. his arm is going to continue to get better. He's obviously a mobile quarterback as well. So that helps out with the rush attack with those, with those, with those, uh, almost said wide receivers with those running backs. Then I'm really interested to see how their bear, how they bear down their defense does. I really all over the place, Um, how their defense progresses and year two, Khalil Mack and the guys that they've, that they've brought in around them. They brought in Haha Clinton Dix. And I'm going to be really interested to see how they gel. Cause this bears defense at times last year was one of the best in the NFC, one of the best in football. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think they have a real shot at solidifying themselves as the best in football. Yeah, this defense is loaded top to bottom. I would say, yeah. now, Clinton Dix, former Packer, went to the Redskins yep. last year in the trade, now back in the NFC North. He replaces Adrian Amos, who came, who's mm-hmm. now on the Packers, that interdivisional thing where they all like each other. Um, you're right, though. The defense is very good up front. They got a lot of players. Um, to me, that, other than Clinton Dix filling in, which I think he will, not a lot of question marks. My one concern on offense, are you surrounding – once again, you go to the same thing. You've got a young quarterback. Trubisky still needs to grow. He's not at his ceiling, but he's he's got a who – is he, who is he throwing the ball to? So you talked about Tyree Cohen. We know he's a great pass catcher. Allen Robinson actually had a pretty good year last year. We kind of know what we're going to get from Allen Robinson. I think he's – I think Anthony I think he, Miller is in for a big year. So he was the one guy that at first I was really excited about. The Memphis product was a rookie last year, played really great. Yep. The other guy, though, that I want you to keep an eye on there is Riley Ridley. Okay. Now, Riley Ridley is Calvin Ridley's younger brother. Plays college ball in Georgia. Had some good games, but it's also Georgia. They don't like to throw it around the yard down there. This kid has the pedigree, and a lot of draft guys really liked him coming out of college. He's probably going to end up being – I think he'll beat out Cordell Patterson for their fourth spot. Okay. Um, in my opinion. Uh, 6'1", almost 200 pounds, so he's, he was a fourth-round pick this year. Interested to see if he can kind of blow up a little bit because Robinson and Miller do have an injury – and so does Taylor Gabriel – have an injury history. They're going to need him at some point. Yep. Um, I'm excited, though, to see what he can do. Uh, guy I'm watching, if you will. I like it. I actually like that. I was going to ask you about about him. Uh, probably out of the ones that they drafted, Riley Ridley, probably number two behind David Montgomery. Obviously, their second pick. Duke Shelley, the the D back they picked up. I think he could he could be a sleeper guy to talk to to think about as another guy that that could sub in, maybe make a few plays here and there. So yeah, I'm hey, really depth hitting is, the, the rookie. Is everything so. Yeah, I'm really hitting the rookies on, on a lot of what I'm looking out for because I think this is a, a lot of it and where, where it fills yeah. in. Uh, yeah. The injury question mark, though, is probably at receiver is probably the biggest storyline, I would say, for the Bears coming into the season. But I think they're in a good spot to to make another nice little run. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can go right to the Packers because I think they were they were next in the division. So we can talk they about them. They weren't, but I already brought them up. So let's go yeah. there. Yeah, so so oh yeah, you're right. Minnesota was ahead of them, but yeah, let's talk about the Packers because six nine and one, uh, not the season that they wanted. Obviously, uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers was banged up for a good amount of the year. 
I By think the way, that they, they were one in seven on the road last year. Do you know that? Yeah, not, like that not, is not awful. good. But go on. I need to really cut you off. Can go on. Yeah. No, I think though that the the bad road record, they had a really, really tumultuous season in terms of in terms of everything of you know storylines around Aaron Rodgers, around Mike McCarthy, about all this stuff. And now you're hoping that the biggest storyline surrounding their coach is a busted ACL, right. and nothing. You're not going to hear anything else about him. Aside from this injury that he sustained two weeks ago, um, I think though that that it's going to be a bounce back year for him. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be healthy. He's going to you know retake himself. I think he's going to have his work cut out for him against the Bears defense. And we'll talk about the Vikings in a few minutes. But I think that that the Packers coming into this, the defense is probably going to be their biggest question mark because I think offensively, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy and his knee isn't bugging him. I think he can really do a. He's the glue that's that keeps it yeah. all together. Their defense yeah. is going to be the biggest question mark, and really where I think I would keep my eyes out on in terms of of what I'd look for when I'm yeah. uh, look, trying to analyze this team coming into the preseason. Certainly agree with with that. First of all, offensively, like Aaron Jones, he's one of my sleeper fantasy guys. He yeah. looks yeah. like he can absolutely get get the job done. All bat, all purpose kind of guy. But, but bigger and stronger. He, if he's healthy, he's going to be great. They do have after Devontae Adams. They they hundred percent have huge question marks at wide receiver. Think of Geronimo yes. Allison, Marquise Valdez Scantley, who came on a little bit last year. Jimmy Graham is clearly not the same player. They've got a really good Ooh. offensive line. They've got a good running back, a good number one, very good number one, maybe yep. top ten in the NFL number one, and a, what arguably the most talented and best quarterback in the game. Nope. The question mark for me is who do they throw to? Another big topic in the NFC North. Who are the receivers? But defensively, love their backfield. Love their young guys, Savage, Amos, Alexander, King. Tremont Williams is the, is the veteran there. They've got Josh Jackson, a former Iowa product who I like. What do they have up front? This, to me, where do they use their first-round pick, Rashawn Gary, who's – he might play outside linebacker because that's what so Yahoo athletic. has him right now as, as yeah, an outside linebacker. I've heard that. Well, think of it, he's so athletic. He could play as a, cause they, they're going to play the three, four. He could play as a rush outside guy. Um, mm, okay. You know, so Mike, but the, but they absolutely need to show improvement in that, in that, in the, in their box, if you will, the, the linemen and the linebackers have to be better. Kenny Clark, Mike Daniels, very good. Need to get guys behind them. Smith and both Smiths, Zadarius and Preston, free agent signings. What can they do? So, well, Blake Martinez came off an injury riddled season, but he showed some talent. They they need to be better up front if they're going to make it work. Yeah, so, uh, interested interested to see there for them. But the talent's yeah. there. I mean, that's the one thing I got to tell you. They've got a lot. They're quietly had a really good off season, in my opinion. Some smart under the radar signings. The Smiths on the outside being some of those smart signings. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, let's keep it moving, though. Uh, let's quickly hit on Minnesota and Detroit. Yeah. We'll start with Minnesota because they were second in the division. Uh, what are the, what are the big storylines for them that you're looking at? I think the defense taking a big step back in Minnesota. Yeah, I agree. I a thousand yeah. percent agree. Defensive line wise, I I don't see the the depth or the skill. Um, Eric Kendrick's a great linebacker. Anthony Barr is overpaid. Xavier Rhodes and Harrison Smith are very good defensive back players. Do they have anybody else? Not impressed with this very good 
historically very good defensive de- defensive team, and I don't think Kirk Cousins is good enough to carry them. No, um, I don't think so either. Yeah. I think obviously they still have a pretty solid receiver core, really yes, good tight end in Kyle Rudolph. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Cook. he's healthy. Yep, we'll see what he can do. I think they. I like the the Bradbury pick at center. I think that helps solidify that offensive draft. line that, a little bit. Yeah, that's really. And you got Eflin, and yeah. Who do yeah. they have? At, is is Riley Reef and Brian O'Neill the the answers at tackle? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure either. Uh, yeah. I, I do think offensively it'll be. They they could. I don't think they're going to be Kansas City Chiefs level of of putting up points and allowing points. But I think it could be something where we see a, a close to zero point differential because right. I think you're absolutely right. There's a lot of question marks coming in on defense. Yeah. Um, that if you're you know you're looking at the the Vikings just based on name, I would do your research before that coming into a fantasy draft. No, definitely, definitely. I yeah. I think and I think not. There's still a lot of work to do with with the Lions, but in terms yeah. of if you're swinging on a pendulum. The Lions are on. I actually think the Lions are more on an upswing than the Vikings are. I think the Vikings are. I think they peaked two years ago. I think they're coming off the swing a little bit. I think they need to right the ship. I like this Lions team to surprise some people. I I don't know. I, I feel like Stafford puts all the stats up. When can he put it all together? Um, Carry on Johnson, C.J. Anderson's are back up there now. Yep. You, you add Danny Amendola. You let Kenny Galladay get all the reps. You, you go after the tight end and TJ uh, Hawkson. You've got a pretty good offensive line. Mm-hmm. With Decker, Ragno, Glasgow, they've got some good players there. And you have a improving defense. I wouldn't consider them anywhere near where they need to be, but they are getting better. Um, okay. Uh, uh, Christian Jones and Jared Davis at linebacker are playmakers. They've got nothing in the defensive backfield other than Darius Slay. But yeah, they've got a couple guys. That's the big concern is that yeah. with the quarterbacks of the other three teams, can the can the Lions keep up on that pace is probably the biggest question mark as a storyline. And I don't think um, they can, but I yeah, still I think, think they're so in I still think they're in rebuild mode, which is why they're okay with it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's what um, I kind of saw there. I don't know if it's a need if it's a need to to and I don't think they're offensively, I don't think they're in a position to try to put themselves into in a tank to try to get try to get you know, higher than the eighth pick like they have this year to try to get another big name. Cause I don't think you necessarily need one. You just need to continue to build and yeah. build around defense. I mean, maybe try to get a couple draft picks here and there. They had actually a pretty decent, decent haul, uh, a lot of later round picks. So if you maybe around the deadline, if you, if you have a guy that you think maybe Danny Amendola, you could ship off like a third round pick, second round pick of uh, a team's willing to pay that. I mean, obviously the Eagles traded for a fourth rounder to get golden Tate. So we'd have to see where, some of this fills in, but I think it'll be, they'll be very interesting to watch as, as one of those rebuilding category teams. Yeah, and I agree. And I, like I said, I I like their swing second yeah. year for Matt Patricia. Let's see, can they improve? Not even record wise, can the defense be a little better? That to me is the that's always. But the Lions historically, when I mean, you remember the Sanders era? It's always been their defense has stunk. They, yes. They've got they've got to be a better defensive team. They had a couple moments of grandeur, and then they faded since. So, um, yeah, to me, Stafford's kind of on the clock. The guy obviously can play the position, but you got to be a winner in this league. And I don't know if oh, he yeah, is. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in, yeah. in paying him the money that he got a couple years ago is, is deservedly so. You have to pay him that at that point in time because it's just going to keep going up and up. 
but you're absolutely right. You have to, at a certain point, you have to start asking of, of your quarterback of, of, is there some way that we can try to figure this out financially that we can maybe bring guys in defensively to, to try to be a, to try to plug it up, whether it's up the middle, be a stopper in the, in the, the defensive backfield. Um, I don't know what the answer is because of the fact that the other three teams are in the positions they are. The Bears are going to be sticking around for a while. There's no reason to think that a, that a healthy Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be elite until if Tom Brady's doing it now. There's no reason to think Aaron Rodgers can't do that um, and that they can continue to build teams around Aaron Rodgers. So you're right. He needs to prove himself to be in that same sort of category of putting the team on his back. We've seen it a couple times of when he's been able to march the team down throughout the years, but we're getting, you know, we're now getting into those double digit years where you have to start really start trying to prove yourself as a, you know, as your, as your team leader and you've been around, been around long enough. Yeah. No, I with you. And that, at the end of the day, I mean, he's one of the top 10 quarterbacks that didn't make the playoffs last year. Uh, let's, yes. I don't want to ignore the AFC. So let's ju- want to jump over that way. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, and then we can okay. quickly touch on the 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 West and the NFC South. Yeah. Um, we'll keep it rolling though, because we've been talking for for a little bit. I know. Yeah. Um, no, no, and then and we we pre warned everybody. Uh, I just stuck. don't. Yeah, we get stuck. We're, we we like to chat, and but we do have we do have other things we have to do. Um, you want to start in the AFC East, or what division you want to start in? AFC. Um. Yeah. Why not? Let's go there. The, the right. you mean the mean the Patriots division the Patriots yeah the Patriots the Patriots and everyone else um, right. are there big storylines for the Patriots I mean it it seems like no, another year of business exactly as usual where they want them where they want to be exactly They're out of the press they had their ring ceremony which was looks spectacular by the way which I was a fly yeah. on the wall there no they're you're right they're right where we want them they're right where they want to be um, yep they've got they've got some holes to fill but they will that's that's all I need to say. I, I don't even know what else to tell you. They, they just, they're there. They're ready to go. They could probably play tomorrow if they needed to. So I'm sure they could. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they pick up some guys for, for the offensive line to help build there and, and just add depth. Um, really a very Patriots offseason, adding depth, adding guys here and there. Um, anybody that walked, you now have to put a thousand question marks on it. It's left the Patriots uh, just because, you know, Bill Belichick is just that smart and, and knows how to build. Um, yeah, you you put it perfectly that that them not in, not having anything in this, not having anything in the uh, on the headlines is exactly where they want to be. Um, let's move on to a different a- a- NFC e- or a- AFC East team because I think this is where the stories really start to get interesting. You have some quarterback battles in Miami. We'll start there, but Buffalo, New York have a ton of stories as well. But the Miami Dolphins. We mentioned it. They brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick. They traded for Josh Rosen. Matt, is that the biggest storyline, or should we be looking anything anywhere else with this team? I think that's the biggest storyline, and I think it's actually right where that team wants to be. They made a very okay. intelligent move, and I know it was a second-round pick, but it's a low-risk decision. Yes. There, I understand that Fitzpatrick might look better. The chances of him starting more than three games, to me, is zero because – this team wants to get a look at Rosen, knowing they're going to have a high pick this coming year. Yep. It's the opportunity to get a guy like Tua or Justin Herbert of uh, Oregon. There's a few other guys out there that look really good. Or do they go another year of Rosen and then make the decision that they want to try to get a guy like Trevor Lawrence coming out in two years? So yep. I, I think that is the whole story. They are, they are 
done really good kind of staying under the radar to an extent. Yeah, I think you kind of mentioned it. They traded away a second-round pick. They only had two picks in the top three rounds. Uh, grabbing a couple of good guys. They grabbed Michael Dieter, who I think it, they Yahoo has it as a C. I actually like that pick a lot. Big boy from Wisconsin, plays, a, plays the guard. I think that helps out there and really, really helps to solidify. We talked about bu- building from within. Um, they also got Christian Wilkins on the other side of the ball, so they really they are using their top two picks to get linemen, I think, is the smart move to do. You have a lot of different skills players that I think if Rosen or, or Fitzpatrick start off hot, Fitzpatrick obviously remember what happened last year, um, and if Rosen takes over and, and he turns out to what the experts thought he was going to be a year and a half ago coming out of the draft, I mean, there's no reason to think that the Dolphins can't not make some type of noise. I, I don't think this team is ready, is playoff ready, but there's no reason to not think that you might see a big year out of Mike Kosecki at, at tight end. Devontae Parker is, uh, is always, you know, he's always a name out there that could be, that could be, you know, a low risk, high reward type of fantasy player. Same with Kenny Stills. Um, but yeah, I think this is just another year where they're, they're going to keep rebuilding and, and keep go, going from there. Defensively, I'm not too sure. I think they, they might be able to to put themselves in second place in the AFC East. But yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that they could do that. Yeah. I don't I don't think they want to Exactly. Yeah. I think they want to try to get a top right? ten pick. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head of seeing what if you see what you want out of Rosen, figure out if you need to just tank to try to go get a different quarterback that's either coming out this year or next year or if you like what you see keep them do another year and, and try to re-up and, and see if you continue to like them and get another and just get a, a nice name to help build your defense or, or your offensive line more I think continuing to just rebuild in that way that slow but sure sure rebuild I think is crucial for this team yeah no I could not agree more there um, and that moves us to the other two teams who I think are trying to move out of the rebuild stage. I think one is a little ahead of the other. We'll start yep. with the team that's probably on the lower end of the rebuild. That's the Buffalo Bills. Yep. You think about – look at what the G- New York Jets did with their signings. This offseason. The Bills didn't have the same type of offseason signings in terms of we're a piece or two away from competing, which I don't think the Jets are, but I think they think they are. But the Bills, year two of Josh Allen, you still have LaShawn McCoy running. You bring in Frank Gore and TJ Yeldon, as well as Devin Singletary, a guy I really liked at a Florida Atlantic rookie. The problem, once again, though, is who the heck is Josh Allen throwing the football to up in Buffalo? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a huge question. And I don't know how the Bills haven't drafted a huge name haven't tried to get anybody to to throw to. I mean, they picked up David Sills. I think that's actually a really good pick because we saw what he did with Will Greer at West Virginia. Um, But other than that, I mean, the guys that continue to bring back, John Brown, Victor Bolden, I I, I don't know. I don't know why this is is just so tough to to build around. And I mean, the tight ends, they're not looking any better there either. defensively, I think they're going to be, I think they'll be solid. I think they'll be fine. Um, but yeah, that, those skills positions, Matt, you hit the nail on the head there. And I, I even think running back wise, I think Michelle, LaShawn McCoy is getting up there. He's getting more and more injury prone. 
if they need to start relying on Josh Allen to throw the ball more and more, I think we could really start to see what his playmaking ability is, which might actually be good for the Bills to see, did we make the right decision with picking this guy? But if it really falls all apart, if everything around him falls apart, it could be a really long season for the Buffalo Bills offensively, and we could see a lot of ugly football in Buffalo. Oh, I definitely agree with that. Um, defensively, they still have some some pretty good players. Yeah, um, I think their but, defense – I think they might have the second-best defense in the division. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah. But let's move on to the team that that we think is going to take almost a bigger step forward. That that should be the New York Jets. When, when you sign yeah. a guy like Le'Veon Bell, the expectation yep. is your offense automatically, as it should, gets better. But there's still a lot of question marks there. Um, a well, lot of question marks. We go back to it. <laughs> Wide receivers. Rob, you're going to rely on Robbie Anderson – and Quincy Anunua as your main two guys with under under. They picked up Jamison Crowder, which I think is actually it's that's a little bit of an under the radar move. Yeah, he did some. He was quietly effective as a Redskin uh, with a lot of other big names around him. So I think Robbie Anderson, if he's the, if he's your number one and and he's the guy that the the number one cornerback's going after, I think Crowder could be a nice little target for Sam Darnold, especially if Le'Veon Bell's taking some 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 of the linebackers off Crowder you could send on a nice little slant route over the middle and and you know that quick we talked about a little bit with the Giants those quick five to ten yard plays I think that's where the where the Jets can live and thrive right no I agree with that um it's gonna be a lot for Donald but he gets some help offensively I think the problem is defensively which direction are they going because yes they bring in CJ Mosley who I think is fantastic and they've got a pretty good They've got two great safeties in Adams and, and, and Marcus May. Don't have necessarily elite corners, and do they have enough of a pass rush? Quinn Williams, next to Leonard Williams, is a scary defensive pairing. Are those guys going to bring a pass rush, though? They need to be consistent to help these corners, and I don't know if they have that yeah, up that's, in New York yet. That's a very astute point. They're a slow front seven. Yeah. Most yeah. going to be great for them. But I don't know if we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot of a lot of clout thrown around, but we're not gonna see anybody we're not seeing the uh the old spice Von Miller running through security type speed here. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I would say to that, like in ten years ago, twenty years ago, that's a great defense. Yeah. Today's world where they spread the cl- the floor. Yeah, where they spread it around. I yeah, mean, Sony, Mich- Sony Michelle is going to separate quickly. Tom Brady's going to be able to pick that apart. The Dolphins, if they get it going, they might be able to, to finagle their way around that. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to be really interested seeing in these mini camps, seeing how Mosley fits in because mm-hmm. I think among their draft picks, Quinton Williams, obviously he's going to be making a big impact coming right in and seeing how he fits in is going to be great too. But I think Mosley, rightfully so, is bringing in the the biggest you know. Yeah. The big cojones no. onto this defense, seeing how he fits in in these mini camps coming into training camp, is yeah. probably going to be the big thing there. Um, yeah. The rest yeah. of their draft, the rest of their draft hall, I thought was pretty good. Um, I know they got a little, they got raked a little bit because the back end of their draft wasn't the greatest, but who knows if they even end up making the team. So I'm not, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, har- I'm not going to harp on the Blake Cashmans of the world for the Jets for the Jets pick because I think they did such a good job on the top top half of their draft. Right. No, I, I get you. I'm with you there. I understand that. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. What? Where do you want to move to now? Stay in the AFC? Well, let's go AFC North. So we talked about the NFC North already. 
Um, yeah, Ravens let's do come it. off as yeah, Ravens come off as division champions. The Steelers, by the way, were one of two teams last year not to make the playoffs with a positive differential in points. Uh, the other team was the Tennessee Titans with plus seven. Steelers plus sixty-eight. Eight. Um, um, season with this division, it's been dominated by. Well, the Bengals had a run, but in terms of real success, not regular season success, it's mm. been a Steelers dominant division. Yep. Is that changing is what people are asking. But I'll start with the Ravens. I think their defense has taken a step back. I think they are I think not. Offensively, they took all. a step back. I think so. Right. I, I, this team is not going to be as good as last year's team. You don't just replace guys on defense that they've lost. I look at their defense. I know they bring in Earl Thomas. I know they have Tony Jefferson, Jimmy Smith, and Marlon Humphrey in the backfield. Those are a pretty good backfield, a pretty good defensive backfield. I like Matthew Judon. But other than that, who looks great defensively for them? Who's getting to the passer? I don't know. So I think even more of a concern of blitzing, I think it's also just trying to stop the run. Because we saw it with right. we saw the 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 Steelers have a solid running game. The Browns have had a solid running game for the last couple of years, and it's just going to continue this year. Um, and if the Bengals stay healthy, their run game is going to be pretty solid as well. So I think that's probably the biggest story is how does this defensive line and as well the the inside linebackers, how do they come together in this mini camp and going into training camp? Because that's going to be a huge concern. Because whether or not Antonio Brown's not flying around for Ben Roethlisberger, they can just get, yeah. they can just hand it right up to the middle and get it done that way. And I don't know if this team, I don't know if this team finishes in, in second place. I don't know if they, I don't, I'm not sure if they finish in third, but that's a, that's an AFC preview pod prediction. So that's future Jordy's problem. But I, <laughs> what I'm going to be really concerned in seeing is how do these guys mesh, mesh up together? Cause they pick up guys like Jalen Ferguson in the draft they get a few other guys. They really focused offensively. Uh, I'm in Marshall. They picked up from USC. They picked him up in the fourth yeah. round. He, I'm not, I'm not sure how big of an impact he's going to make because you mentioned that that nice secondary that they have there. But their defense is probably going to be where you should be looking in terms of mini camp stories. You're probably nationally, if you're not from Baltimore, you're probably going to be hearing a lot about Lamar Jackson taking the next the next steps in his second year. And everything there, Trace McSorley is he going to be? Is he going to make the roster? All that good stuff coming out of Penn State. All these, you know, all this different stuff, and you know, surrounding the quarterbacks, the running back game with Mark Ingram coming in. Um, but I think you hit the nail on the head defensively. I think they took a, a big step back offensively, a little bit of a step back. And Baltimore, it's going to be a really interesting year for them, and we'll, we'll, I'm sure we will yeah. pick them apart when we get to the AFC. No, uh, you're right, and it's, yeah. No, and it's going to be tough. So, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, so and then we, we move. Well, we move. We move to the Steelers. Yeah, I was about to say we mentioned them. So let's let's jump in on the Steelers because they. I don't think. Well, here's the thing, though. I don't think you can mention the Steelers without also talking about the Browns. Uh, yeah, I would say that's because a pretty good, pretty good call. Most of the money is going on the Steelers or the Browns. The Steelers appear to be the team that's fading, and the Browns appear to be rising. And I'm going to say it right now. I think the Steelers finish ahead of the Browns this year in in the in record. I, I, 
Yeah, I, I mean, the, uh, the very astute comment that I thought they might lose double-digit games was uh, a huge overreaction. I mean, they still have Juju right. Smith-Schuster. They still have James Washington. They still have Vance McDonald tight end. They still have James Conner, who's awesome. Jalen Samuels is their backup running back. is going to be pretty great. Their offensive line, I think, is probably the, the biggest thing to talk about because it's still intact. And I think defensively, they were a good defense last year, and I think they got better through draft picks and through different moves that they've made because I think I think that Devin Bush is going to be really good for them coming out of Michigan. I know you're a, you're a big Devin Bush guy. Justin Lane, their third-round pick, cornerback from MSU, I think he could be pretty good. I know he'll probably be a more nickel-focused nickel guy because they have yeah. Joe Hayden, they have Steven Nelson at the corners. Um, but I think, I think defensively they're going to be strong maybe stronger than last year. And I know they were very good last year. So that's probably my, my biggest question mark and what I want to look at them hearing in mini camp. And especially as the off season goes on of seeing how these guys continue to develop uh, and uh, what the story, you know, and what they're all thinking coming into coming into training camp. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think this defense is better. Yeah. I really like Watt. I really like Devin Bush. Bud Dupree's shown some things. They're better at corner than you give them credit for. Yep. They've got a very good offensive line. Yes. They've lost some 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 sex appeal. They've lost Le'Veon Bell. They've lost Antonio Brown. They bring back James Conner. They bring back Juju Smith-Schuster. They may not be as explosive offensively, but I think they have enough together to be a good team. I like them right now to win this division. And I don't know. I just I hate to say it, but there's a reason Big Ben is Big Ben. He's a very, yeah. very good quarterback. So he's a great quarterback, yeah, think, Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, I think so. for one, I forgot that the I knew the Steelers had Mason Rudolph. So that's he. I think he's a solid rookie backup or second year backup. Or I think Josh Dobbs out of Tennessee. So they actually have a versatile, two different versatile uses yeah. for backup quarterback. If Big Ben, right. you know, the walking boot and all that gets thrown around. Uh, mm -hmm. But I mean, he throws up the numbers. You know, we mentioned fantasy a lot. Obviously, fantasy points don't win games, but they do show statistics. And and Ben Ben Roethlisberger consistently gets those yards up. He figures out ways to get it done. He takes those big hits, which I think with the offense that they run, where they can be the epitome of a five to ten yard per play and shove it down your throat at the same time. I think this team can still get it done. I agree with you. I think they, right now, I think they'll probably win the division. I think the Browns probably will make the playoffs too. Uh, we'll we'll certainly get into that when we get when we do our full preview of the AFC. But I think there's no reason. I mentioned it with the Patriots in the playoffs. I've mentioned it with hockey teams um, that now have been since proven wrong because those teams did lose, including one team from Pittsburgh. But when those teams have been the road through that division or that spot in the playoffs, there's it's theirs until it's taken away. And the Browns will have to take it out of the Steelers cold, dead hands. Yeah, no, I agree with that too. I'm going to get to the Browns. My biggest problem with the Browns is that to me, they just have the Steelers or the Browns, the, the Browns. Okay. The I'm sorry. The, I just, sorry, I, had, I had to touch on the Browns just have dysfunction written all over, all over the map to me. That's yeah. my concern with the Browns. Um, no, it's, it's Mayfield, fair enough. Yeah, let's yeah. jump over to them now. Yeah, Baker. Sorry, I, Mayfield. I don't like the. I don't like all the negative against Baker. I think he last year he did well, and I think he'll still. 
I think he'll continue to take another step forward. I know there's obviously a lot from his college days, but I think as a pro, he really handled himself pretty well last year. I think he'll continue to do it. It'll be very interesting to see how his personality meshes with Odell Beckham. There is no question about that. But there's, but I, I think that's to me my biggest forward. concern is that, yeah. that first of all, I, I'm actually, I was a Baker guy coming out of college. I would have taken Donald over him, but he's shown he can do it. And I didn't have anything against Baker. I still think he was a top five draft pick last year. For, uh, the comments that he's made are fine. The one thing bothered me is Duke Johnson want, wanted to trade and wants to trade out. And mm-hmm. now Baker's yapping about how Duke has made his own bet. I, I just felt like that was a little uh, – first of all, he can use a guy like Duke Johnson, especially yeah. with Kareem Hunt's up in the air. Nick Chubb's your starter. Duke's a great weapon. I would love He's Duke a great, Johnson to be great Eagle. backup. Yeah, I know yeah. he gets injured. But my yeah, my yeah, they lose a couple games to start the year somehow. That's where I start to get concerned. How does this That's team fair. hang with it? Now, fortunately for them – they start this year Tennessee and at, 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 at home Tennessee on the road against the Jets. They could be two and zero very easily. Yes. All right, but then they're going to play Los Angeles, Baltimore, San Francisco, Seattle, New England. That's going to be a tough road through the first eight weeks. So my question is, if they have an early hiccup, how do they react? That's my big concern. Um, I like this team. I like what they're building. I think they're a defense. Still need some pieces, to be honest. Um, I don't know if I love their safeties, and I don't know if I love their – I hope they have enough pass rush-wise, even with the addition of Olivier Vernon. Um, I like where they're heading. I just think they're a year away, and they still need to mesh, which can be difficult. Yeah, that's fair, and that's going to be probably the the – Probably one of the biggest nationally played stories is how do they, how does mini camp go for them? How are they feeling coming into training camp? How will training camp go? It's a really astute point of saying how young they are because they got guys like Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett, who it's his third year, but he's been hurt. So seeing how he continues to develop guys like Sheldon Richardson, Oliver Vernon, uh, they got Greedy Williams in the, in the draft. He's probably going to be probably a backup, maybe a, a nickel corner. Yeah. Um, but he'll, he should make a pretty nice impact coming out of LSU. That solid defense that was there. Um, linebacker might be my biggest question mark for them because they lost guys like Jabril. Um, but you know, I think they're still going to be pretty solid there. And I think, I, I think I need to look at their schedule and everything, but I, I feel like they're a, a good pick for a wild card, even though it's a, you know, the Regis Philbin, the, the America's dark horse pick, but I think they're. I think if they if they do start off hot and they they sneak away a couple, I think it could be a fun season. But this is probably the biggest reason why I wanted to do, do a primer are the Cleveland Browns because they're going to be their storylines, the Rolls Royce, all this different stuff. The comments Baker can make. Is there going to be another quarterback RV that Baker Mayfield had last year? <laughs> It's going to be fun to watch them, and I think they're they are the guys. Obviously, everybody's talking about them. There's a lot of excitement in Cleveland, especially with the Cavs, where they are. The Indians not having the greatest year so far in 2019, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch them, regardless of how they the product on the field goes. I think it's going to be a very very fun team to watch. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And that kind of brings us to the last team in the division, the team that probably no one really wants to tune into, and that's the treading water 
Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, so how do we feel about the Bengals? Because they've really, kind of like the Patriots, they've done not a ton, really. I mean, they've been hurt a lot over the last couple of years. And I don't know. Joe Mixon feels confident. I think that's probably what the, the, the biggest storyline coming right now. Yeah. Coming out of Bengals camp right now. <sighs> I, I AJ Green, I know he's there. Um, Tyler Boyd seemed to appear. I my concern is start with their offensive line. How good are they? Can they defend? Billy Price should be pretty good in the center for them finally starting. But Bobby Hart is probably going to be a disaster at right tackle. And then defensively, I don't like a lot at all. I mean, Geno Atkins is the guy you might like. I think their their defense is going to be rough. This is a their defense is just this is not their defense from two or three years ago when they were really shoving it down people's throats. Yeah, and I so I just don't. I mean, to me, their biggest storyline is: does anybody show up defensively? to help an offense that once again, to me still is kind of treading water to an extent. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've been chatting for a while, so I want to, I want to move on. Yes. Yes. See well, if you want to stay in the we... AFC or do you want to go NFC? Let's jump back to the NFC. Let's touch the NFC South. Okay. Is this the saints division again, or does somebody else so. compete? Okay. Yeah, if another so. team competes, who is the team that competes? If it's, if this, you would say one other team gets close. Who would it be? Uh, probably the Falcons, just because we've okay, seen. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I mean we've we've seen the Falcons have this kind of trajectory of they have these great years, then a shitty year after it, then they're great again. Uh, my my biggest concern with probably my biggest concern with the Saints is how do they bounce back from obviously the emotional loss last year in the NFC championship game. I think offensively, they're going to once again, be a huge juggernaut with Kamara and breeze and and the entire crew around them defensively. We saw at times that they can let up the bigger play, which is why, which is why I was thinking Atlanta. Um, Although who knows if, you know what Cam Newton and and the Panthers bring back, but I would go with the yeah. Falcons based solely on on Matt Ryan and the in the offensive mm-hmm. weapons that he has around him. It's just health is mm-hmm. the biggest concern with me with the, with the Falcons there. Yeah, I really like the Saints too. I am concerned a little bit about the loss of Mark Ingram because Kamara's going to get more touches, which he's yes. a, he's a great player. But injuries, who do they throw to other than Michael Thomas? They still didn't really address that need defensively. Yeah, I think true. they're getting better. I would tell you though, I'm with you when it comes to the fact. I really like the Falcons. I think their defense is going to be better. They've added some a couple pieces, not a ton. Keanu Neal comes back at safety for them. Um, yep. And Devontae Freeman will be healthy all year, which is super important for that offense. So it's huge. And I liked their draft picks of guards. I, I liked going to get. Yeah, build, building. Guys. They built from within. It's the right. same thing we've been talking about. You got Lindstrom. I think your, it's going to be. Lindstrom could be a, could be an offensive rookie of the year candidate if oh, they yeah. if they separated out the the skills players and the linemen he could easily be that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, to me, the Panthers, there's just too much question mark with there's with a lot. Uh, Cam they, Newton's shoulder. They probably have the biggest. They probably have the biggest stories for minicamp because of Cam Newton's shoulder and a lot of different yeah. guys that are getting up there in age. Guys who. Uh, you know, guy, guys who have been injured, guys that are coming in trying to trying to make a you know trying to make a splash onto the team. Um, I really like the Greg Little pick. We never we never really got a chance to really distill down the draft. I think that's actually a really good pickup, especially. To I think it's important to for them build too. For the, 
yeah, it's too, yeah. hugely important to build for the future there. Um, he, I don't think he'll probably start this year unless there's some injuries, which you don't want to pray for. Um, probably my biggest question for them is wide receivers and how they figure that out because Greg Olson's getting there. up there in years, so they're not yeah. getting up there in years. So you're not really sure what you're going to get out of him. Ian Thomas, I don't know if it is a hugely serviceable tight end. Um, and then you have DJ Moore, and, and outside of that, Jerry's right might be might be fun to watch. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Very defensively, there. though, I think yeah. I think they they they'll be intriguing. But again, injuries yeah. and a lot of question marks, like you mentioned. Right, and I think I think you jump to the next team here, and that's everyone thinks they're going to end at the bottom, and that's Tampa Bay. This to me, you can forget everything. It's just Jameis Winston. Is he? That's the storyline. Does he need an extension? That to me, that's everything. Yes, for that them. Is everything else is all kind you of need on to know. Hold. Right. Yeah. Um, that leads us to our last division in the NFC. That's the West, dominated by the Rams. Although the Seahawks didn't didn't do too too bad. This is a fascinating division because you would think that all four teams have their quarterback in this division. Yep, locked in. Goff, Wilson, Garoppolo, Murray. I still think the Falcons finish at the bottom. You mean the the Cardinals? I'm sorry, did I say the Falcons? I meant the Cardinals. Yeah. They're both birds. I meant the yeah, Cardinals. red, red bird team. But I, I think the Cardinals aren't going to be an easy out. They've got some guys defensively. No. You think of Chandler Jones there. Um, no. They're not. You you hit the nail yeah. on the head. And Murray, they're going to be Murray, if he can play. If Murray can play, yeah. I think that's the big. Yeah, question. if Murray plays well, I think they could be exciting. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to make a ton of noise against the Rams. But against a 49ers team that that they're probably the most intriguing story because I think the Rams did a very Patriots like offseason, except a lot more draft picks, a lot more like highly yeah. touted, I would say. Um, yeah. But I would. Th- yeah, I think the 49ers probably going to be the most talked about team from this division. The Seahawks are not one to sleep on, though, because I think you're right. I think after a year of, of really being outside of the conversation, aside from taking the Rams to a couple of close games, I think that they're. You know, they're, they've been out of it. Russell Wilson's healthier. They've built around him a little more uh, with a lot of younger guys, the model that they used before, except Russell Wilson wasn't getting paid that much money. Um, but just just to fi- quickly finish up on the Cardinals, I think their defense is going to be a lot better. You mentioned that with Chandler Jones. I think offensively, and all of this hinges on how Kyler Murray plays, but I think offensively, they could be exciting. They could. could they be, could. Yeah. It could be but- fun. Uh-huh. But it really depends on how does Larry Fitzgerald work, first and foremost. And is David Johnson going to be 100%? Because if David Johnson right. gets banged up and you can't separate everything and give Kyler Murray some room to work with, it's going to be really be a very, yeah. very tough way to, to build this team and build offensive, build offensive yeah. momentum. Which is why I really think that the most interesting team in this division is going to be the 49ers with Garoppolo back. They've got some question marks, but you get him back. You add a few pieces defensively, including D. Ford, Quan Alexander. Um, could see something there. Yeah. So certainly excited for them. They could surprise. Yeah, I, I think, think I think mini camp is going to be the mo- they're going to be mo- the most exciting. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I could easily see them winning the division, and I could see them coming in last. Like, that's how wide open I think their division is. Um, really? You don't think it's the Rams cut and dry? No. I My concern with the Rams will always be their depth. 
they have signed enough huge deals that if somebody goes down, they don't necessarily offensive line wise, they may take a step back. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. Todd Gurley, it, how healthy is he? We saw what happened to their offense after Cooper Cup went down. You, That's true. You shouldn't lose one offensive wide receiver when you have cooks and and struggle. Um, so the offensive line's way different than last year. That's a huge concern for me. And defensively, once again, if they get an injury, where do they go? That is a to me is a legitimate concern they have to deal with, um, and they will. That's what happens when you you have an expensive team. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta pay up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Let's stay uh, let's stay out west and move over to the AFC because I know we gotta we gotta keep it moving. Yeah. Uh, so and I, if you and if if you just as as a point to the audience, if you there's a storyline you'd like us to touch on as a second primer because we spent so much time in the first couple of divisions, please let us know in the comments on the show notes. I need to actually get better at doing that because I haven't for the last couple of podcasts or shoot us a DM or or an at on Twitter Thunder BLG and we'll be happy to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we just have to keep it moving because we've been talking for over an hour now, and we've uh, we still have two more divisions to finish up on. Yeah, AFC West, man. I think probably one of the more intriguing divisions, and it's not just because of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Chargers bring a lot again to the table. The Raiders are going to have a lot of fun storylines to see, and the Broncos too. The Broncos obviously getting Joe Flacco is going to be their their number one storyline coming in coming into Broncos camp. But I think defensively, seeing how they continue to age and where they decide to build and and go from there, this is a lot of intriguing storylines, I think, division-wide. Well, first of all, this could be, to me, one of the biggest shockers. I am not sold on Kansas City. Yeah, defensively, Um, they they have a lot of question marks coming in. They didn't get any better defensively to me. No, basically, exchanged. I like Frank Clark. But they basically exchanged D Ford for Frank Clark. Um, they didn't help this, the, the the corner position basically at all. I do like Tyra Matthew if, if he can stay healthy, but is he better that much better than than um, than Eric Berry? I don't think so. Um, offensively, though, to me the the huge one is offensively. Patrick Mahomes yep. lost the best offensive player of their team in Kareem Hunt. And he may lose Tyreek Hill, which would leave Sammy Watkins as his only reliable – not Travis Kelsey. He's great. But Sammy Watkins is the only outside guy who is super injury prone. I have some serious concerns for their offense. As good as Mahomes may be, it's year three. It's year two, if you will. And now teams have tape on him. I'm concerned about the Chiefs. I, I think they did not take a step forward this season after a great year last year. Um, I like the Chargers all the way to the bank uh, this year. No, that's not a bad pick at all because we saw what they did last year. Obviously, they could have been the number two. They, they could have been the number two seed if they weren't in the same division or if they seeded the playoffs differently. Um, yeah, I think that, I think it'll be really exciting to see how they develop because they're they're young. They made some great moves, a great draft, and. Yeah, I mean, Philip Rivers, again, he's a guy like Ben Roethlisberger. He'll consistently put up numbers for you and, and might run his mouth a little bit, a little more than Big Ben will, but he'll he'll continue to get the job done for you. So if they stay healthy, I think the char- I think you're right. I think the Chargers could make some real noise and potentially win another, have another 12-1 season. Yeah, no, I, 
I love the Chargers. Yeah, I, I really yes. can't understate that to an extent. Um, yeah. I mean, they've got some great ability. They've got great depth. Um, yeah. They've got Philip Rivers, who we do talk about. Not, so not hungry. a ton of storylines, I'd think. Just no, because. in a good way. Yeah. They're just kind of coming good way. It's a very. It's it's good yep. for them, not as much yeah. as the Raiders. The Raiders obviously made a lot of a lot of noisy picks last year. They had three first round picks, so a lot, a lot of storylines floating all around Oakland, where they almost weren't even going to play in 2019. Um, the the first thing that pops up is an SB Nation article when you bring them up on Yahoo that they should be on Hard Knocks. I mean, this team, aside from the Browns probably was one of the noisier off seasons and it has been the last two years. I, a lot of question marks and a lot of it surrounds the rookies. This of, of any team of how rookies are going to mesh with them. It's going to be the Raiders and that's going to be their biggest story. And obviously Antonio Brown as well, but how are all these new guys going to bring in and, and whether or not Derek Carr can figure it out with, with, with these guys that they've basically done this rebuild on the fly to, and to build around. So right. that's probably yeah. my, my biggest storyline is how how does the, does the rebuild on the fly work in football yeah. and will the youth that's been surrounding them be be as great as they have been? Hey, we've seen it get pretty close, so I, I can't say no to that. You're right. It's going to be a circus down there. Um, the team that doesn't want to be a circus is the Broncos. Nope. I'm not sure what's going to happen there. They, they seem a little like they seem dull. Um, Joe Flacco is, to be honest, Joe Flacco is kind of dull. Um, yep. their defense, we'll see. Obviously, you, you bring back some, some great pass rush, um, but they've got some questions in the backfield. Offensively, can they put up any points? Uh, you know, they're gonna I, I don't know. I, yeah, they're going to struggle I, to put up points. Is yeah. it going to be a low, a low running offensive points put up and defensive points mm-hmm. allowed? Um, they're, I think that, you know, their run, their point differential, almost said run differential is going to be, uh, it could be positive. It'll be very, very intriguing to see how this team does another year. Philip Lindsay, how does Emmanuel Sanders do with Joe Flacco? Um, but outside of that, I mean, tight ends, he doesn't really have a ton to look at. Offensive line is going to be a little tough. They're, they're not making a ton of noise. It's, it's, they're probably not going to be a team that you look at that you look at in tra- in mini camp and training camp. You might start to not even see noise, but you'll sit, start to see like, oh, do we, you know what do we think of the Broncos? But I mentioned a little bit of an aging defense. Probably the biggest question mark is, is how are they going to look? And if yeah. they look sluggish, it could be tough. If they're looking great, it could be fun to watch. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, but last division, though, last, yeah, last division. Go, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, 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 we're no, doing the in. same thing. Last division in the AFC South, uh, the Houston Texans, Matt, a team who we thought after the after the way they finished the regular season could be the sneaky pick to try to go usurp either the Chiefs or the Patriots and win the AFC and then put up a stinker against the Colts. Um, is the big question mark surrounding them to prove it wasn't a fluke last year? I mean, this has been a team that's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 they've been, they've been great every year, regular season. So what gets them over the hump? 
Still shocked they didn't make a run at Le'Veon Bell. I thought they were the best suit, best yeah, fit. They, they, they probably should have. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to come in Lamar Miller again. Like, oh, geez. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think this is the thing where can they stay healthy? Their defense appears to be still very good. Yeah, health is the biggest concern. Yeah, offensively, they've got tons of players. Uh, but they're going to be in a battle in this division because all the other three teams all have a legitimate claim. You know, the Colts with Andrew Luck coming back, the Titans have a very good defense, very well coached. Their offense did a little bit last. They finished nine and seven. They're not a bad football team. No, and the Jaguars, you would expect to bounce back. This could be the most battled division in, in the game. Um, I wouldn't put it. This past is going to be one where where nine and seven probably is your division winner record, and yeah. it's not. And it's two games separate the entire division. Right, right. Uh, and this is one, by the way. Now we've got to wrap things up. This is this is one of the divisions that we will we will be talking about heavily come our preview. So, yes. like, I know we have. I know we're going to kind of glance over them here, but this division is to me the deepest division. In, in the game right now, top to bottom. Yes. I don't think anyone wants to play any of those teams. Um, they're they're going to be – it's going to be a fight there. You could see three playoff teams easily, to me, coming out of that division. Uh, but we'll certainly yes. touch on that as we continue our I think so too. primers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. I know we ran over a little bit. You got to get to a hockey game. But, I Matt, I appreciate it. No problem. Uh, this was, I'm glad we were able to put this together because we yeah. kind of th- – I kind of thought about this when I was out in Colorado and – and we put this together, and I appreciate it, Matt. So I'm going to let you go to your hockey game. Everybody, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, ThunderBlog Sports on Instagram and Facebook. For my man, Matty D, I am the G-Man. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you later this week for the bullpen card. Go, Birds!